Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. How many hours of sleep do you get a night? Of all the health-related questions that people ask, this is probably the one that I hate the most. And the reason is simple. I'm a morning talk show host. I don't sleep like normal people sleep. More on that in a moment. But the reason you might be hearing this question more and more recently is because there seems to be this ongoing push to get better information and understanding about the relationship between sleep, quality of sleep, duration of sleep, and overall health. And well, if this concerns you because you don't sleep very much, there's kind of a horrifying new study that indicates, yeah, you have a reason to be concerned. So we all know that certain lifestyle factors have a tendency to increase the prevalence of disease, not like bacterial infection or viral infection, but the other kind of disease like diabetes or heart disease or depression. And these are things like being overweight, having a bad diet, smoking, being in a place where you breathe a lot of air pollution, consuming a lot of alcohol, not having very much physical activity or not having very good social connections, right? And now sleep is the one that seems to be coming up quite a bit in connection with this. What did they find? Researchers looked at existing data from a landmark study called the Whitehall 2 cohort, which basically followed a group of over 10,000 British civil service employees from 1985 through 2016. And the purpose of this study in part was basically to just gather data. That way, researchers could come back and look at it later, asking new questions to see if they could find patterns in what they had already collected over a long period of time called a longitudinal study. In this particular case, the researchers went back to look and see if there was any connection between sleep duration and disease. And out of the over 10,000 participants in the Whitehall cohort, there were about 7,200 that didn't have any disease at the age of 50 and for whom we also had good data on their sleep habits, stretching over the next couple of decades, 25 years in fact. And what they particularly were looking for was any correlation between low sleep and actually excess sleep and what's called multimorbidity. Now, obviously, during the pandemic, you probably heard the term comorbidity. And what that meant was somebody who had been diagnosed with COVID-19 and had some other significant health factor or disease that would make their chances of not surviving COVID-19 go up. Multimorbidity, similarly, is the presence of multiple diseases. Again, heart disease, diabetes, depression would be trimorbidity or polymorbidity, three diseases at one time. And so the researchers looked at people who slept too little by the normal standard of you should sleep seven to eight hours, and they determined that, in fact, there is a significant increased risk of developing first disease and also multiple diseases among people who don't sleep enough. And so if you're somebody who sleeps five or fewer hours per night, listen up. The numbers are not good. Starting at the age of 50, somebody who sleeps below five hours a night has a 30% increased chance of developing multiple diseases over the course of the next 25 years. 30% greater chance than other people who sleep regular amounts. If you look at people starting at the age of 60, the number goes up ever so slightly to 32% increased risk. And for people you begin looking at 70, it's a 51% increased risk, meaning sleeping fewer than five hours has a really high correlation to getting multiple diseases later on. 
To put these numbers a little bit differently, out of the 7,200 participants with no chronic disease at age 50, 61% of them developed a first chronic disease over the next 25 years, 32% of them progressed to multiple diseases, and 11% of them died over the next 25 years. And what this research says is that if you are 50 and you sleep less than five hours a night, your chance of being in that second category goes up by 30%. And yes, you have slightly lower but still significantly increased risk factors of getting even one serious disease later on if you don't sleep very much at the age of 50. Weirdly, though, despite the evidence of a connection between low sleep in middle age and high disease rate in later age, there was no connection between greater death risk in later age. Something the study authors pointed out as being kind of an odd thing. You know, why would people be getting more diseases but not dying of them? Well, even if you don't die, you certainly still have impacted quality of life as a result. But the fact that they did not find a correlation between death is just weird and hard to explain. Also of interest, at the other end of the spectrum, people who get too much sleep, nine hours of sleep or more, also really bad for you. Now, their survey of the data provided by the Whitehall cohort did not indicate any particular connection between excessive sleep and age 50 people. But at age 60, if you're sleeping more than nine hours a night, 54% increase of multimorbidity. And if you're doing so at 70, the increased chance is 51%. So there really is a Goldilocks region of preferred sleep duration. Somewhere between six and eight hours is the ideal. More than an hour out of bounds in either direction is likely to be risky for you. Now, maybe this has to do with the way your body reacts as if it's in a stress mode when you're not sleeping enough. It could be that being in that stress mode causes you not to be able to sleep well. The particular factors that would explain the process of increased risk here aren't as well understood yet, but the data seems fairly clear. Now, since we don't know exactly what the causal mechanism here, it's not such an easy thing to say, therefore, if you sleep more, you'll have better outcomes. But even without a great understanding of the underlying architecture here, that seems like a plausible conclusion. And like all plausible conclusions supported by good science that tell me that my way of living is dangerous to me, I'm going to ignore it because I can't imagine a world in which I'm going to bed at nine o'clock at night in order to get up at four to do my morning show. I get a solid three and a half to four hours at night and then I take naps. And I'm just going to have to bank on the idea that I'm atypical and I'll be okay no matter what the Whitehall cohort data indicates. But that being said, I certainly can't recommend my way of doing things to you. I'm Andrew Tallman. Thanks for listening to The Daily Break, brought to you by Newsweek. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.